The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host, and today I have with me Michael Allen, and we are going to be talking about giving Reiki to trees and so much more. It's going to be so fun. And Michael is a Yasui and Karuna Reiki master and teacher, and he is a consulting urban forester, tree diagnostician, and ISA certified arborist. And Michael is going to share information about giving Reiki to the trees. He's going to share information about his volunteer work at a local hospital. It's a lot of information coming. And Michael, I just want to say good morning and happy Wednesday. Morning to you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, would you like to begin uh, with just sharing with us a little bit of your your history and what brought you into your Reiki path? Yes, I would be pleased to do that. I uh, I start with Reiki came through an unfortunate circumstance in my life. I had a stroke at, in my business. Twice I had clogged arteries and... Uh, I had too much stress in that life, so I decided to uh, move away from that job, and I encountered some very fortunate people in my life that guided me to the first level Reiki, and that came through a program where I was initially working with that person through, uh, I have an unfortunate memory lapse situation, so I can't always remember the things. But, because, mm-hmm. but I know it's a very common name, but that's how I got it. And that person also taught Reiki. So I was exposed to that person, and she told me the benefits of Reiki when she heard my history. And I read levels of Reiki. This is my start, and I was captured at the first level. It... Uh, it took this stroke for me to sort of change my whole life around. As I became more and more aware as I dealt with customers, I found a customer who actually do consulting work for the public. Customers was the spiritual advisor at a large hospital in our city, 
So is that hospital um, the one that you became, that you started after you learned Reiki? Is that where you went to do your, your volunteer work? Yes, that's correct. The Health Sciences Hospital in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But uh, she encouraged me to apply as a volunteer to that hospital, which I did. And the rest of the history in terms of my involvement in that hospital. And how many hours a week do you spend at the hospital? Well, I'm there generally on Thursdays from 11 o'clock to sometime between 1 and 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I have a very busy schedule, but I find that I need breaks. And so that's about enough for me because I am doing other Reiki work with private people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're giving Reiki to the staff members at the hospital? Reiki to the staff and to technicians, nurses, secretaries, warehousemen, on occasion students, student doctors, student nurses, and lots of people with stress issues. So I had uh, suffered my stroke through work-related stress, and I always felt that if I got well from Reiki, I would give back that gift that I received to others to help them with their stress. Yes. Oh, I love that because you can only imagine what stress they do, you know, work with on a daily basis. Right. Right. And usually uh, what I find is that a lot of people working in hospitals have a lot of upper body tension, tight muscles. So I combine Reiki with a bit of... uh, Hypno-massage. Wonderful. So is is that like hypnotherapy during a massage? Yes, it, it's a very mild form. I just get people very relaxed very quickly mm-hmm. that they can, and I can feel how their muscle tension suddenly releases. Upper body, their neck, their shoulders uh, have the greatest amount of stress in them. So working with the upper body with uh, a form of massage and Reiki, because we only have 20 minutes with them. People go off very quickly, and they feel very, very relaxed, and I get people coming back. Good to see that, because it gives them a break during the day. Yes, I can imagine the shift in their energy and their relaxation and feeling good. It's probably just a, a great shift for them, and then they jump back into to the job. That's right. Well, we have a special room in the hospital called the relaxation room, and it's an environment where you got to leave your cell phone at the door. Here you, you can't engage in your cell phone. You can't. Yes, you just have to let it all go. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, I bet the staff absolutely loves that. Yeah, and I'm one of about 18 people that over, we have two days there. I'm on one day, and I have a few other, we have other modalities modalities of healing and Reiki. It's wonderful that the hospital is so open to that. That just makes me think, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's going on in my area, or if Others of us can look at hospitals in their area. Yes. Well, I know it does go on in some hospitals in the United States. It's 
very well accepted in the in Britain, Great Britain, where they integrate Reiki and other healing modalities with pre and post surgery in hospitals. Great ideas. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I think that's a great idea. Um, Let's take a break, Michael, and pop into a commercial for just a moment, and we'll be back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula Vale here with Michael Allen. And, Michael, I would love to hear a little bit about the special places that that you discuss in, in articles. 
the significant trees, landscapes, rock formations like Sedona, historical sites, and and hear about that and about, you know, giving Reiki to the trees. <laughs> yes, I'm a little odd that way, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, I had written an article for the uh, Reiki magazine, and there was an, I think you found me in that magazine with a few of my colleagues from the relaxation room, which we used to call the rainbow room, giving healing to a tree. I sense that this is the biggest, largest, oldest tree in Winnipeg. It was about 110 feet high. It was uh, 13 feet at the base across. It was huge, and I sensed it was going to die. So a few of us got together and uh, gave Reiki to this tree, and knowing that it had a short lifespan ahead of us, and thank it. Thank it, Spirit, for giving so much pleasure and joy and shade and comfort to so many people that would visit this area in this park. And you know, within about a year, it did die. It split three great big pieces, unfortunately. But it was, uh, I think, important for me and for a lot of other people that connect with nature to sort of give back thanks for what nature does in serving our inner needs, our special thoughts and prayers about the way we live and the way other people live. And this tree was symbolic, being the the biggest specimen of its kind in our city. Mm -hmm. So that was lovely. And... uh, that tree was special, and other places that are special for me. I mean, I could literally spend a whole hour talking about them, but I don't have that time. The Sedona, lots of your listeners will have gone to and been and visited Sedona, to the Red Rock country. I've been there quite a few times, and I never get tired of going there. We could have gone there this year, but I got quite sick when I was in Arizona and didn't get a chance. But I love hiking around the rocks, going to the special vortexes, the, the energy that these vortexes have. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have indeed experienced the incredible oh, yes. quality of the spiritual value that these areas have. And I've been very thankful that there is a place like this. I mean, like Sedona. I mean, it is unique in its rock formations. It is becoming quite commercialized as so many other things do <laughs> near mm-hmm. great centers of interest, but uh, you can easily move away from that and really get a sense of where you are in the world. In Sedona is where I had my uh, work done at my Karuna Reiki master level, and I had a special experience with a crow, not a crow, a raven, big, big crow. This raven, I was going to a special ceremony, to, it was a drumming Reiki drumming ceremony to learn how to do the drumming. And on the way, I saw a raven by the road. I stopped. It was dancing around. It had a piece of a worm in his mouth, and it started looking at me, and it came closer. And it was just dancing and just displaying. And then I had a chat with it, walked off, went to my class, and then I saw two ravens flying by the window in vertical formations in our little uh, Reiki uh, treatment room where we were learning the, the Reiki techniques for drumming. And side by side, and everyone saw them, and I had already told them about my experience with the raven. And then my instructor 
he said, for some reason or another, I knew I had to bring a raven feather with me today. And he gave me the largest raven feather ever I've seen. It was beautiful, it was magnificent, and he had a sense that it was going to be significant for that day. So Sedona is interesting for, and I'm sure hundreds of people have had unique experiences with dealing with the energy vortexes and these special uh, feelings that you can get by being amongst the, the natural environment there. And I was very privileged to have that experience with that raven. On another trip, I experienced a raven at the edge of Grand Canyon National Park that followed my wife and I along the, the edge of the uh, canyon. And it just hopped around. It didn't want to leave me. It was obviously looking mm-hmm. probably for some food. But we seem to have a communication going there. Mm-hmm. So I, oh. I, I love that thing. I love birds and, uh, and certainly dogs. Uh, I, have a, I had a little dog. Our family did anyway. And when I was doing Reiki in my room, my uh, Reiki room, he wouldn't take Reiki directly himself. But if I had a client on the table... He would crawl under the table, he would uh, lay on his back, spread eagle, and just take the energy that was coming from the table, from the people around it, and he just went into a very deep relaxation state. Oh, I love it. it, it, It's incredible how animals embrace uh, the healing energies out there, and especially in my case with with Reiki. And uh, I've been very fortunate to have those kinds of experiences. Yes, yes, and Sedona... I tell everyone it's my favorite place on earth. I'm right there with you. I absolutely love it. Yeah. The, the vortex energy. And you know what I experienced? My first two trips several years ago, you know, when you're there, you're in this high energy and you're at the vortex and doing Reiki at the vortex. And yeah. I'll, I came home and it's like I was depressed. For a day or two, and I'm someone that wakes up happy, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I thought, it's that change in the vibration, and it did it to me again the second trip, and now I'm fine. But, I mean, it was like, wow. Well, you, you obviously missed it very much, and it becomes almost like a drug uh, energy restorer that uh, it, it fills you with so much wonderful feelings, and all of a sudden you've been taken away from it when you get back home. You miss it. Yes, yes. I couldn't understand it. What is wrong with me? And then I figured it out. It's it's leaving that Sedona energy. Yeah, I know that uh, on when I was there on a, another occasion doing the uh, Karuna Reiki Master Program, uh, I actually experienced some other healing. We, uh, some of my colleagues, they were newly uh, appointed to this position of uh, Reiki master. They were being uh, crew and a Reiki master. They were training. And we had the good fortune to work with a person that was kind of sick. It was outside the community, outside the, the, the practice area where we were. And we went to their person, that person's home and spent a number of hours, a couple of hours, Reiki drumming, giving other Reiki uh, treatments to this person who was quite ill and the recovery in this person he was very laid out he was flat on the floor he was completely beyond it he suddenly jumped up scared us all and he was looking for his guitar he was dancing around and he suddenly went wild with uh, 
a newfound adventure in his life. He was just absolutely ecstatic. And, and, and that was after we had just done our uh, master uh, Karuna Reiki levels. So it was uh, amazing. It was quite amazing. I'd never seen that kind of transition in a human being before after a Reiki treatment. But there were three of us working on them, and, uh, and we all had a kind of a special connection with that person. Yes, yes. It's it's amazing there. And when you see Reiki do something like that, a yeah. couple of years ago, I was there with um, some friends and some students, and one of my friends had a a foot issue. She walks a lot, and it's this, I forget the name of it, but it's an inflammation, and it's very painful. Right. And when we got to Sedona, we checked into the hotel and went to walk across the street to the restaurant. She couldn't even walk. I mean, we had to help her. Her foot, she was in so much pain. So we gave her Reiki that night, and the next morning I said, we're going to the vortex, we're going to put your foot in the river, in that special water. Yes. And, and we did, and her foot has never hurt since. It stopped hurting that day, and she's been pain-free since. Isn't it amazing? Yes. Gosh, Michael. And, you know, it, it's not, these are not isolated incidents. Right. We've I've talked to colleagues and people, Reiki people I've met, and it's almost a universal experience that there's something about Sedona that transforms people's energy levels into something that is incredibly wonderful and so unique from the rest of your daily life and other kinds of interactions you might have with people. It's uh, very transforming. I look for I really miss not being there this <laughs> this winter. Oh well. Yes. Yes, and I've heard that there are other places with vortexes like that. I just haven't ventured out. But yes, there is one. I used to work in Nigeria way back in the early seventies, uh, after the Biafran War, and there was an area that was just absolutely phenomenal. It was. It is now a national park. It's called Gashaka Gumti National Park, and I was there as the senior forest officer and game warden and I explored this area and it, no one else would go into this area but it had a, a massive uh, Inselberg and Inselberg is a volcanic core of a rock inside this caldera it wasn't a very big volcanic caldera but it had this big uh, linear rock uh, stood up out of this forest no one would go into the local people would not go into it it was black magic it was voodoo I went in there and experienced the energy of this place, which had never been glaciated. This was primeval forest. It had to be around, oh, hundreds of thousands of years. It was just a constant renewal of the vegetation over and over again since the last eruption of that volcano. And the experience was overwhelming. It was full of wildlife, which I subsequently found out. there were leopards, baboons, mountain uh, lions. I walked through this area and encountered an antelope and a couple of monkeys. I slept there overnight, had an incredible experience, which I won't go into. But nonetheless, I was completely unarmed. I had no idea there was such an amazing amount of wildlife. 
because everyone said it was free of wildlife. Animals didn't like it, but they were dead wrong. But people didn't like it because it was so weird. Yes. Oh, my God. And and you slept there. Was it because you wanted to sit in that energy? Uh, Well, I wanted to explore the area. I love exploring areas, and I heard so much about the uh, African juju. This is witchcraft, what we might call, and the, the energy, they said, would be bad for you, and I didn't believe it, so I went in there to prove that the energy was bad, wasn't bad, and that I actually could absorb it and then be a part of this place and recognize how unique it was. Even if you were to go on the um, website today for this park, and it wasn't a park back then, it was just total wilderness. Unspoiled, and apparently still is unspoiled. It is unique. It's unique in Africa, and when I think about the the horrors that are going on in Nigeria with Boko Haram and in Cameroon, which was right next door, and I think about the wonderful mystical place that this represents in that part of the world, how that energy could not be released to clear the minds of people that are very aggressive and with thoughts of killing and getting rid of people. And it was such a a strange experience for me to have experienced this. The people in this area were remarkably beautiful. And that's just a, a lifetime experience for me, having known that place. And then I, I didn't have Reiki back then, but... I think back of it time because with Reiki I can go back and start the healing process in a previous period of time. Reiki allows us to move through time dimensions and uh, it becomes quite a, an interesting process to connect. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Oh my goodness. Are, are there any other sacred places that you'd like to share your experiences with, with us? Well, there is. <laughs> back in back in the year 2000, I was fortunate to have a. I was involved with international travel. I was judging communities, towns in Europe, Britain, Jersey, Island Jersey, and Prague in the Czech Republic, Slovenia, Belgium, and there was a place in Slovenia which was a beautiful, beautiful uh, town. The, the towns in these places are just magnificent. European beauty, uh, it looks just like the Austrian Alps, mountains around. And I found a spot. I sat down. It was a bright, warm, sunny day on a rock. I just was moved to this rock. I sat on the rock. And and the, the guide that we had, the person that was a translator, said, well, he found the energy as well. And I said, yes, I have. I'm sitting here. And... It's such a magnificent attraction. It's like a a, a spiritual magnet in the middle of this area. What it was, it was a once a fort. It was an encampment, and people used to live there. It was town. It was a there was an apothecary part of this area. It it was initially settled by the Carthusian monks hundreds of years, many hundreds of years previous. It was a healing center, and all around the area. People were trying to recreate the healing as- aspects of the original uh, sort of uh, people that came into there with their medicines and their mostly herbal-type medicines. 
and they were recreating an apothecary. You could buy all these herbs. They were for sale everywhere inside this little area. And uh, I thought, what a wonderful idea. But the, the energy of that location was the central point in which the original uh, peoples of the area, and they preceded the Carthusian monks. They would have been different clans that would have come out of the hills. And this was their center. This was the, meant to be the center of the earth. It wasn't marked that way, but the translator told me that it was the center. And I thought that was quite amazing that this would be the spiritual center for these people. And when I was in Belgium, I happened to see the same herbs and the same kind of... Uh, and, of course, they put so much stock in the healing powers of these herbs. And I saw these herbs sort of adorn huge, huge tapestries. They were magnificent tapestries strung out in a very large cathedral in central Belgium, the uh, St. Michael and St. Lou Cathedral. And it was a special tribute to the weaving of these particular tapestries. They were woven with colored and gold thread. And I sat there in the church, in the cathedral, listening to the choir singing, and just recognized that the landscapes on these tapestries is something quite special. So places like that really get me going. I, I guess I'm sort of privileged that I was able to walk through and go into that cathedral, which I normally don't do, because I'm not a Catholic. But nonetheless, I was drawn, and I was... And I did. It, it connected me to the vegetation of the different eras through the, the herbs. Slovenia, Belgium, and of course, everywhere I go, because I'm such a vegetationist, I work with vegetation in all aspects for the last 45 years. So, very, very privileged to experience that particular moment. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, um, real quick question. You yeah. mentioned vegetation. We're going to go here to a commercial. Um, so maybe I'll ask you and we'll talk about it a little bit when we come back. But, um, you know, vegetation. So someone having a garden, you know, mm-hmm. if you'd like to tell us a little bit about what Reiki can do for that garden. So. Sure. We'll hold that thought, and we'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back in just a moment, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome, Paula. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. 
Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Paula Vale here with Michael Allen. And Michael has just been sharing some beautiful experiences that he has had uh, in the U.S. and internationally. And he's going to share a little bit of information now on, on Reiki with vegetation and gardens. And please do, Michael, give us oh, a little input on that. Sure, sure. Sometimes when you're dealing with people, uh, people have lots of issues in their lives, and you often encounter people which are very strong emotional issues. I had a client in my business, I was visiting a property, I was looking at the trees and shrubs, the plants for this person, and it was a a widow. She was trying to deal with a yard and fix it up, but had recently lost her husband, and I think... We were talking about this and that, and she was telling me how it used to look here, how the flowers were so beautiful over there, how the trees were nicely trimmed and the shrubs were kept well, and she felt so overwhelmed that she couldn't do any more. She missed her husband, and so she sat down, and we talked on the steps. Then I put my hands on her and gave her a reiki. I held her hand. We just... I had her sort of deep breathe, just relax, close her eyes, just imagine the, the vista for her yard that could be restored once again. And I told her that she could use the help of different kinds of 
just that moment where she could feel becalmed. She was so overwhelmed because of the loss of her husband that uh, I was the, the center point for her frustration because I think she was desperately looking for someone to talk to about mm-hmm. this. And so I was giving her a Reiki, and she just relaxed. I can feel the muscles and her arms start to release. The tension was going away. And she had a new vision of her ER that it was not hopeless. There's things that we could do, and I outlined a plan for her, what could be done with her yard, and, and I put her in touch with a, a gardener who was very, very sensitive to older people that have issues, especially women. I think the female gardener working with this person would have a very good relationship. I could sense it. And that experience using Reiki in the garden and joining uh, a professional that would be compatible with this woman, I think really made her life a little more significant. She felt a little more at ease with what she was faced with life in her garden and without her husband. So it was uh, those kinds of things. It was nice that I could integrate my Reiki talents, abilities with uh, my business related to plants. But there are indeed so many situations. I know with my own garden, I had, before we moved to this present place, I had built a pond, a great big pond using natural rocks. And uh, we had waterfalls and we had fish. And the entire garden was using native prairie perennial plants and water plants, beautiful, beautiful water plants. They're all native. And we used to sit by that pond and see the birds and just enjoy the ponds. I put a little special area for shy little birds. And, you know, the pond itself was the influence of my Reiki hands. When I work with my hands, and people that know me when I'm using my Reiki, right now I'm using my hands now because I'm working Reiki with the environment that I'm in. But I did so with this pond, and it became a real source of relaxation written up in a gardening magazine and I put a unique sense of myself into this pond environment. So my wife and I and son used to enjoy it very much. It's a special place. And I was it's nice to be able to do that with your own property because so often we're stuck with doing yard work or garden and we look at it as a chore as a chore. But if you looked at it as a blessing, gardening can be a blessing disguise and that you could yes. equate or emote with the garden plants, with the birds and the little animals that come around. And especially if you have a water feature, you can see the fish, you can see the animals come for a drink. And it becomes a central focus in your life that is forever changing. The, the water, the bubbling water of the waterfalls, the sounds keep changing, the colors of the water surface change, the rocks will change from morning to afternoon with the sunlight. These kinds of places are very special. And it was, it was my son who gave me a book on how to build a pond. He was the one that said, why don't you build a pond, Dad? Because yeah, I've always talked about it. And I did. I love it. Yeah, it, yes. it, was, it was a great spot. And you're right at home. And I think 
it's always nice when I meet clients and I see an opportunity for them to do something different with their properties in the sense of maybe if they looked at a different kind of vegetation for this area or maybe remove some of this unwieldy type vegetation from another area, it can change the whole looks for sure, but it may change the emotional setting that you have. I, I really feel that if you're in a, an inviting environment where there is beauty, where there is uh, organization in a sense that you want it to be organized, you can enjoy it much more and, and the values that you get from that environment can be useful for you for a very, very long time. And as you get used to doing things in a positive way with your garden, it will grow with you. As it grows, you grow. Grow adaptably yes. and you might grow spiritually if you're of that uh, type. And uh, it's just a matter of sort of finding the right place and the right people at the right time. So those, those opportunities are always out there. And because I'm able to join my business as a tree consultant, shrub consultant, gardening consultant with my Reiki, why not? Yes, why not? yes. And with our Reiki, you know, in our yard, a particular little spot, or just connecting with our little area, our trees, our plants. I mean, we can, you know, open up our Reiki and just open up our energy. And it's like you become connected to the energy of everything there, and it's this peaceful place. I mean, you could look at your, you may have an apple tree in your yard and take care of it and get the benefits of eating the apples. But that apple tree can be the, the focal point of your energy your spiritual energy in your yard, and you can see the life-giving forces of the apple tree in terms of the benefit it can give to each of us through its fruit. And whether you don't need to have a very expensive landscape to sort of really gauge these energy fields, a tree, an apple tree is great. And I had a couple of apple trees in one of my yards, and uh, I loved being it. I used to climb up in the tree, and I'd sit up there, and I would carefully prune it, and I, it was just... An opportunity for me to be surrounded by the natural forces of that tree. So why not? That's oh, how enjoy. beautiful. Oh, how beautiful. Oh, I love that. And, Michael, would you like to share with us um, a little bit about your I know, your expansive teaching programs and, oh, yeah, and yes. what you offer? Yes. I, In fact, I just... Uh, twice a year, I... Uh, I have a program through one of our local school boards of uh, Reiki 1, 2, and the 3 level, the 3rd level, the, uh, well, I'm trying to think what they call it in the States. It's, it's a little different. Oh, in the art. Yes. The yes. ART level, the Advanced Reiki yes. Technique level, yes. And uh, so I put that on, and uh, in the spring, I have a series of coming up in April, and I will have a series coming up in October. So I already have had a couple of inquiries from people saying, when are you going to be putting on your courses? So back today, <laughs> hardly enough. And uh, so these kinds of things are great because I follow some of the students. They, they come up with me to the ART level, and then they want me to do the master's. And I, I don't teach the master's level because I like students at this level to get a broader experience with different Reiki masters. The, the energy of each Reiki master is unique, different. And I always feel that the students 
need to understand and feel the differences with Reiki masters because you can learn different thoughts about your Reiki profession from different masters. Every master teacher is unique. So the more contacts that you have with those unique individuals, the better. So I like doing that, and uh, I love teaching. I teach other courses. I teach shrubs and uh, plants, you name it. People ask me all about these things. I go to garden centers, uh, diseases and insects, and uh, and I try to connect the, the element of the spirit into a garden, into all these courses, so that people are in touch with something, why they are so involved, why are they so interested in the, their gardens, their plants, what makes them very special, are they aware that they are special. So I try to awaken some of that special spirit within them that they can actually appreciate what they have in their yards. They don't have to go to Sedona's and Niagara Falls or Grand Canyon. They're nice, of course. You could also have a little special part of your life with your yard, with your special little place. Enjoy it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. So. So in your teaching, it's yeah. it's not just the Reiki, but they also get, you know, your knowledge with plants and trees. And Well, here's what I do there. I, I do have separate courses for the, the trees and plants as well. But in the Reiki courses that I give, I bring out the natural elements of the world around us and integrate it with the understanding of the different levels and what's required for Reiki. And because, to be honest, this can be picked up by other healing modalities. Uh, Quantum touch, for example, would work very well in this kind of setting and, and other modalities. But... It's just to draw together experiences that people may not otherwise feel are connected. Working in a garden, working with trees, working with Reiki and people. I mean, some of my saddest experiences with Reiki are dealing with palliative care of people. And it's, I often deal with older men who are on a, you know, a path where they're going to be going beyond where their earthly realms are. That is a very difficult area because a lot of Reiki people don't like to work with older men. And uh, and people come to me and say, can you come in and help us? And sure. And it's a sad one. And, and the lives of all, each of those people, uh, I will never forget. It ingrains in me how they've had a magnificent life to their older age and through infirmities and diseases or whatnot or circumstances. They're on their own. They lost a partner on their own. And older men don't deal with loneliness very well. In fact, they deal with it poorly, unless they've got a close family unit nearby. A horrible experience for a lot of men reach old age. So that is a special part of my Reiki practice. I usually get referred to by counselors, uh, who know that I work with older men with Reiki and healing energies, they'll come to me and say, can you help out Bob in this circumstance? Wow. And so do you see... Women come into their lives. Uh Uh-huh. Older men don't like women healers. They're 
for some reason. Some wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. There's a percentage of that. Uh-huh. Clearly don't want anything to do with younger women. Working with them, touching with them. It's just, I, I would never have guessed that this kind of uh, issue would have been raised by these people in the first place. But they tend to trust another man working with them. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Cover these things when you're, you start getting involved with the Reiki practice. Yes. So I don't yeah. mind at all. My closest buddy and friend did not raise this. No, he died last year, and uh, we worked Reiki constantly uh, together. And I think I was able to extend his life a bit just through the energy levels that he had. He could do a lot more things. He could read more. We would talk a great deal more about life. But he was a special friend. Uh, He was terminal, but uh, we extended that life as beautifully as we could. Reiki was a big part of both of ours, I brought him up to the third Reiki level, the ART level as well. So he had the energy, he could experience my energies, I experienced his. And my buddy John and I were almost inseparable. So it's a amazing experience. I, I'm ever so glad that uh, Reiki entered my life. And if I hadn't had a stroke in the first place, I probably would not have found Reiki, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. that's what brought that into your life. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful, Michael. And what, you know, that was able to do for you and your best friend. Yeah. It's, it really, I, it's so beyond words. It really is. Well, it really is. I mean, it comes down to personal relationships, and every one of us in our own capacities have many personal relationships with others in our lives. But when you start coming close to the end of life, it has a whole other meaning. And a lot of people do not deal with end-of-life situations with uh, someone they know very well. And they find it very difficult to sort of bridge the communication gap and okay, I've known you for all these years, you've been part of my life, and now you're leaving it. How do I deal with it? Well, it's difficult. It can Mm -hmm. be very difficult. And certainly when you're compassionate with Reiki energy, it makes a a major leap forward to help anyone who's got this capacity to sort of integrate their life, your life, of course, and with the, the life that's to come. Maybe if they're thinking about the life to come, that becomes an important part of the process of transferring healing energy to another person. Mm-hmm. Give them a great sense of assurance. You work with their thoughts. You work with their mind. And the comfort level is very, very obvious. You can see it's released from their bodies. They are becoming more and more understanding of where they are. They know it's inevitable, and they give up the opportunity to fight because they know they can't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, they do welcome the, the companionship, and I think people who are in that sense of uh, final stages don't like to be alone, we tend to sort of pull back and feel that we can't be comfortable with those kinds of people, but we can. And I find Ricky healing uh, to be 
very intimately comfortable with anybody struggling through life with a problem. Yes, yes, exactly. It's it's a huge tool in that. It is. And Michael, we're down to just a couple more minutes. Sure. Uh, could you please share with us uh, your website information with the listeners, anything you'd like to put out there before we go? Yes. Uh, my website is uh, a website related more to my tree business. Um, it's uh, treeexperts.mb.ca. Tree experts is one word. That's the website. Now, in terms of Reiki uh, functions, I haven't adapted Reiki onto my website. Uh, I, for me, Reiki works one-on-one with people or one-on-five, five or six students. I like to work Reiki with people. I don't like to work Reiki through the computer. And so I've often been asked, what I, why don't I put something of Reiki nature on my website? Well, I just don't. If I have to do it one-on-one at least with people yes I love, element. I love that Michael I love that and as we close I just want to thank you with all my heart for everything that you shared with us oh. I am very grateful oh thank you very much I very much enjoyed chatting with you Paula and uh, I hope your listeners get some interesting ideas from what I've covered there aren't probably too many uh, Reiki professionals out there that are also professional foresters and arborists. It's a unique opportunity to bring them together. You are unique. You are very special, Michael. You are a gift. Oh, you are. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I want to thank our audience and thank you for joining us today and a big hugs and blessings to everyone and Thank you again, Michael. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Paula. I really enjoyed it. You are are so welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.